0: What's going on, Drive Raptor Sports Family. Welcome back to the podcast. This is gonna be a very quick intro before we dive into this episode today. This is with my man Philip Robinson, Philip Phenom Robinson. He goes by Phenom. Um, Philip speaks, you might have heard of him. All his info is in the show notes if you want to go check him out, see what he's up to. The man is a TEDx speaker. Um, this is actually me being interviewed on his podcast, and we actually did this in person, which was dope. So, just a quick backstory. I'm still coming off the high of the first ever the inaugural Athletes Unite conference, which was uh, put together by ShakeOut LLC, uh, Classy James. I've had her on the podcast. Actually, if you go back to episode 179, we did a great interview with her leading up to the conference, just everything that went into it. This was a big deal, guys. This was one of the coolest experiences of my career um, as an athlete transition coach and just helping athletes transition. Like this was... know i've been at this for almost five years and this was like the pinnacle of my career so far being around so many other great people who serve the athlete community in person Um, i got to speak i got to be on panels with other great people there was a lot of uh current and former athletes i met there who were impacted by the speakers there was companies there hiring athletes on the spot so just a great you know career networking business um you know even job opportunities like i said so anyway philip showed up in atlanta Uh, I didn't even know he was going to be there. Uh, so we just like bumped into each other and I was like, man, I didn't know you are going to be here. We ended up hanging out for a lot of the day when I wasn't speaking. We kind of just sat and listened to a few panels together, just chopped it up and, um, broke bread. And long story short on the last day after the last panel, you know, everyone's packing it up, getting ready to go home. And Philip pulls me aside. He goes, Hey man, you want to do a podcast? And this man pulls, um, podcast equipment out of his backpack and I'm like man you got the James Bond kit you heard me joking about it a little bit during the interview but he pulls out the full James Bond kit we go into one of the rooms that had been emptied out um, that some of the panels were on it was the same stage that I actually spoke on um, on one of the panels and You know we sat up there the room was empty he pulled out his podcast equipment and we just got to recording and it was a great episode um at first i wasn't going to share it because truthfully i'm an introverted guy and after two days of being around people and speaking i was exhausted and i was but i couldn't say no to doing an episode with philip because that's my guy um especially the fact that he brought the james bond kit to record on the spot i was like all right let's do it even though i felt like just going up to my room and going to sleep (laughs) before i flew back home um, but we did it. Uh, like I said, I wasn't going to post it because I felt like I was, wasn't was my usual self. Philip was excellent, as always, asking great questions. I was half asleep and a little bit peopled out with my introverted self, like I said. But nonetheless, I figured I'd share it because he was dropping gems and maybe you'll be able to take something away from it. So without further ado, um, check this episode out. This is actually on his podcast. The Se- It's called Execute. His podcast is called Execute the Secrets to Fast Success Podcast. And it's hosted by Philip Fidom Robinson. All his info and links to his show is in the show notes. So check it out. Enjoy. Love you guys. See you in the next episode. Peace.
1: I can also see the voice levels on here. So that's perfect. So welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Execute the Secrets to Fast Success podcast. And today I have a very special guest on me, but I'm not going to introduce him. I'm actually going to let him introduce himself. And I want you to plug yourself in both as much as possible because you deserve all the glory and
0: just abundance that comes your way. So go ahead. Tell him who you are, man. First of all, Philip, I appreciate the love, man. It's been great to meet you in person. We are here at the Athletes Unite Conference. It's your boy, Taj Deshaun. I'm not into boasting and bragging, but I'm gonna tell you who I am. I'm the founder of Thrive After Sports to help athletes transition into life after the game. I've been doing that since 2018. Um, got a podcast called Thrive After Sports, wrote a book called Thrive After Sports. And um, aside from the coaching and the podcast, man, uh, I'm passionate about helping other athletes tell their stories to the world. Philip and I are working on a book together. You know, we'll keep that under wraps for now, but uh, it's coming out soon, you know, stay tuned for that. Perfect. So as you know, you guys
1: here, we love to talk about success and you are a highly successful individual. So I want you to just one give a little bit of insight of what success means to you because everybody
0: has a different version of success. So what does success mean to you? I think a lot of times, and I used to be guilty of this, like success, success to me used to be purely financial. Like mm-hmm. I have to have a certain income goal in order to be financial. These days, man, um, I think it's about freedom to me. That's all it means to me is being able to be free to do what you want to do on a daily basis. Obviously, we all have things that we have to do, but in order to wake up and feel freedom um, and be able to really be authentically yourself, you know what I mean? Not have to uh, be under the thumb of anyone else telling you what to do. Not that it's not okay. I know everyone wants to be a, a general and not a soldier. You can have freedom as a soldier, right? I have people above me who give me orders, so to speak, or kind of guide my steps. But to me, that's what success is, man. I think it's when you, Wake up every day excited about what you're doing, even though there's gonna be those tough days regardless. And when you can lay your head on the pillow at night, knowing like, man, I, I really gave it my all today and I'm enjoying what I'm doing and I'm feeling like it's making an impact.
1: What made, because I feel like a lot of people, they have success on a pedestal of, fin- of finances, mm-hmm. you know, like you said. What made you switch that mentality to, you know, it's not necessarily
0: all about the finances, but it's the freedom of the life that I live man because i've i've had money before and been really unhappy Mm -hmm. and then i've been dead broke before to the point where you know uh got a car repoed moved back in with my parents at one point when i was starting thrive after sports and it's funny because in those moments those were some of the happiest moments of my life because i felt free and i was doing something that i enjoy you know even in this current stage of my life um things are on the uptick you know things are going well but i'm not as financially successful as i once was um but i still I'm more fulfilled. I'm more of myself. I feel happier overall. You know what I'm saying? So to me, I realized that you can have all the the money and the material things. Not that it's not important. We all have bills to pay and things like that, but you can have all that and still be um, deeply unsatisfied, man. Like I remember sitting in the car uh, looking at the office and I was working a, a sales job, a pharmacy technology sales job. Making great money, and I remember driving to the office on Monday mornings, sitting in the car, having to talk myself to like walk into that building. Mm. Um, and that was the last job I had in 2018 before I quit and, and jump full speed into Thrive After Sports. Wow,
1: I can definitely relate to you on some of that because I, at one point I was working with a, a minor league baseball team, and also I was working for a top top tier news station in mm. in my state, and I was making some good money, had my own place, and all this type of stuff. But I was running myself down and. Um, I realized at one point that it wasn't money that I was really chasing, and I needed to focus more on myself and my health more. And I quit both of those jobs to go into entrepreneurship. I hit the fan. <laughs> I'm not even gonna <laughs> hold you. I hit the. It, I, it was a part of the a hustle that a lot of people don't see. I was on Craigslist yeah. every single day taking random gigs cleaning people's gutters, just like picking up stuff for people. I was uh, I was Postmates before Postmates was <laughs> a, a thing, and I ended up moving back home with well, my mom and my grandma. And it was like around that time when I was really became the happiest because, like you said, I, I felt free. Yep. So I, I can definitely understand that. So once you started to thrive after sports, what was your goal for that? Where, where did that idea came? Uh, where did that idea come from?
0: I mean, it came from. I wanted to figure out a way where I could actually feel like I was making a difference because anything I had done for a living up until that point since graduating from college, I was just doing it for a check. And I was Mm -hmm. like, man, I don't want to just get to the end of my life and be like, cool, I made some great money, but I didn't really help anyone. And that was the main thing that was missing from my day to day. So, you know, and of course, you know, you being a former athlete yourself, you know, the process. That's why we're here at this conference this weekend is When you are no longer an athlete, you just struggle to figure out who you are if your identity is attached to the game like mine was. I just knew myself as Taj the football player. So I had a lot of teammates, even though I was making great money. I realized that over the years, really in that four or five year period before I started Thrive After Sports, I had a lot of guys who I grew up with or guys who were graduating after me, even guys who graduated the same year as me, who were like, Taj, you're making good money. You seem like you figured it out. How did you... You know, how did you figure out the next steps? How did you get a job? How are you dealing with the fact that you're no longer playing football? Mm. And so I was almost like an unofficial mentor or a coach to these guys before I started coaching, you know, other guys or other athletes. I work with, you know, men and women now. But that's pretty much it, man. It was, um, I realized that there was a need and it's great to see, you've seen it at the conferences, we can all these other people who are really stepping up to serve athletes in some way, shape or form. But I saw there was a need and it was the perfect marriage of this is something that's needed. And I should have
1: taken an order bottle from you. <laughs> well, it's, all,
0: it's all good. Go ahead. I'm listening. No, nah, but it, it was that perfect marriage of a, uh, it was something that's needed and also something that I felt like I could, I could serve, you know? Um, <laughs> no, I got. <laughs> I was, I was about to mute myself, but you finished talking.
1: So <laughs> no, that's real because, you know, we definitely been hearing a lot about that um, this weekend. I, I'm really starting to see how important that is. And, as athletes a lot of us even though we play on a team sport a lot of us are still playing the sport individually and also life individually mm-hmm. people don't necessarily understand the ins and outs that really go into athletics um, because once you get to a college level it's different it's, it's really different it's a business it's a business at that point honestly right. um, but you know that transition from college to, excuse me, from college uh, athlete, or even professional athlete, is, is very challenging for a lot of us. Now, for anyone listening to this right now that may not be a college athlete, maybe they're not even a high school athlete, but they understand the challenge of that transition from after college to corporate world or whatever they may be going to, uh, going through, what advice would you give to them that you think an you know, uh, athlete could uh, relate to or somebody else could relate to?
0: I think before I even answer that, that point you bring up about us going from that team environment Mm. to like being a lone wolf, that's so common, man. That was me. And it's weird because you almost, for me there was a sense of like, oh, I should have this figured out. You know what I mean? So I was embarrassed to kind of share other people. And I realize in hindsight now, if I would have opened up with some of my teammates and be like, hey, what are you guys going through? Mm. I would have realized it wasn't just a Taj thing. It's like, this is a common athlete thing. You know what I mean? That we all go through so and that actually leads into some advice right don't don't go from being in the team environment to just going into like mm. you know life after the game and try to do it all yourself like link up with other people even if you're all trying to figure it out like you don't have to be you know don't feel like you have to have it all figured out at once like i said i've said it a couple of times already we all have bills to pay so do what you need to do to make ends meet, take care of yourself, pay bills, but don't get stuck there. And don't think that just because you started out in a certain industry or a certain job that you're tied to that for the rest of your life. Right. Um, you know, we've both done things like we, we realize this later in life. Sometimes you have to do an odd job or whatever that's totally unrelated to, to where you might want to go. Yeah. Just to make money. <laughs> but as long as you're using the free time and finding clarity around where you want to go, then I think that's the best way to go about it. You know what I mean? I'll even piggyback off that. One thing I've been telling people a lot lately
1: is, don't just get a job for the money. Get a job that's gonna align with your future. Yes. Like, say for example, right now, I told you I'm working in tech sales right now for a startup company, there's only 12 of us. Mm. Why I, I took that job over other jobs started paying literally twice as more, is because I get to work directly with the CEO every single day. And so he is essentially my business mentor and I'm getting paid. Right. I'm getting paid by him. I get to also work on the, on the sales part of it. I get to really figure out how to pitch directors and managers every single, these are high level people with, that are working with companies that are doing literally millions of dollars every single year that I'm, I'm building the confidence of talking to. And I'm gonna be honest, I don't know nothing about tech. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what I'm trying to sell, but I'm still over here having the phone calls, closing the deals. And what this does for me is it builds the confidence in selling myself because I know if I can do this then I can do myself like I can sell my own program right Mm -hmm. and I think that's something a lot of people um should keep in mind whenever they're trying to do anything like this like don't just take a job for the money like you said it could be out of your realm but make sure it still aligns with your future in some way when you were talking about um finding a group how does a person find a group like how how do they know that group is for them? How
0: do they start forming that circle? I think it starts with just teammates. Cause like we were just talking about, um, you have so many people you're connected with at the collegiate or professional level, start with just keeping in touch with them. Not just to like, you know, if you're local, not just to link up and, you know, go to the club and all that. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about link up to actually plot how you guys can figure out what you want to do and then make moves in that direction. Um, Also bouncing ideas off of people, you know, who are either part of, you know, people you play with or also just kind of looking at different people to say, man, I I like certain things about what this person does. I might want to go in this direction in this industry or I like the way this person operates um, in their business. I'm gonna give you an example. So I'm from the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Someone I've always looked up to is Nipsey Hussle, right? So when I was going through that transition period, I looked up to Nipsey Hussle for a couple of reasons. Like, did I want to be a rapper? No. But I like that Nipsey Hussle was having an independent mindset right so when i started thrive after sports and started doing this type of work i would get a lot of offers from like universities and things like that but i realized oh what would nipsey Hussle do in this situation he wouldn't take a job at a university because then he would be limited to just working with that group of athletes Mm. versus staying independent and building up on your own and who did he learn that from nipsey Hussle. Uh, he, he learned it from uh how <laughs> uh, about to say skills. himself like damn he learned well, technically you know he learned it from himself he learned it from uh master p he mm-hmm. learned it from jay-z right how to how to go the independent route and build up your own brand so that you can partner with those different companies or record labels in this case partner with these universities so that was my approach but to sum it up man i think that's what i would say just you got to um, number one, do the actual work to find the clarity because it does take work. The clouds don't part and you just vision a purpose falls <laughs> on you one day. Like, it has to be cultivated, right? Purpose has to be cultivated. And once you find that purpose, just look for people who are going in the same direction in, in some way, shape, or form and look to people who you can learn from, like you're doing with your job. You found someone who you can learn from. You're getting paid to be mentored. That's a beautiful thing, right? So that's what I would say on that.
1: One thing you just said is I feel like it's been the... Mm, the the word what it's it's a similar word that's been the word of the the weekend purpose and passion Mm -hmm. I know it's it's a it's a very tough question to answer
0: but how does somebody find their passion I think it takes a lot of uh self-assessment you know I think most of us don't spend enough time actually figuring out what it is that lights us up or thinking about who we want to be because right? your passion may not be the way that you earn a living mm. um your purpose may not be the way that you earn a living but since we sp- we spend so much time working and earning a living you might as well try to find something mm. where you can kind of merge those two worlds together um but i think it really does start with self-reflection and studying other people that's the two best things you can do study other people how they're living their life even if it's like how they are with people like mm-hmm. i just like the way this person interacts with people By studying that that can help you become better at interacting with people right how this person earns their living what they do on a day-to-day basis Um, study yourself and study other people is the best way i can sum that up that's how you find your passion and your purpose who is somebody that you study right now man i
1: know there there may be a couple just one person just one person off top of your head my
0: goodness man um there's so many people it's like like i study bro i study you i study everyone (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? It's what yeah. you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I guess I would choose um, Ed Milet is coming to my mind for some reason. Like Ed Milet is a, I'm sure you know who Ed Milet is, but if you don't, he's he's made a name for himself in the financial world. But like he popped into my mind because I listen to his podcast mm-hmm. regularly. I just like the way he he interviews guests, or even when someone's interviewing him, the way he answers questions. And he also, in addition to the financial world, he coaches athletes. Like mm. he's basically a, a high level like performance coach and like helping them with life purpose but just like you bro i study everyone you can learn something from everyone like i'm a student of life i'm a mm. student of other people so that's why i like froze on that question because i'm like bro <laughs> i study everyone when i walk into
1: our room i'm paying attention to
0: everybody really though like that's, really that's though, real. i mean that too like i learn things from you like I, the setup you we're doing this podcast <laughs> seriously though you this wasn't this wasn't planned at all. We finished up the conference. You pulled out the bag, the James Bond bag with the cameras and the equipment. So I'm like, man, I need to get like Philip and make sure I'm prepared to be able to do a podcast on the spot. I'm looking at what kind of equipment are you using? Like I would be a fool to not be prepared for me to do a podcast with someone the next time I'm at an event. Like mm. that's not that's not this would be a wasted opportunity if I didn't study you and learn something from you in that in that regard. You know mm, what I mean?
1: That's real, that's real. So when it comes to studying people, and I'm going to end it on this and ask you one more question because you know we, you still you know we're at ATL Saturday. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and enjoy it. Yeah. But um, when it comes to studying other people, what's the one advice you will give to someone? Because just studying people is a free resource that can take somebody so far in life. Mm-hmm. You know we get so caught up in reading so many books, so many courses, listening podcasts. I mean that could be one of the resources, but
0: How do you actually study a person for your benefit? Well, I think you have to, well, not only study people, just to take it a step further, Mm -hmm. is apply it, of course. Mm -hmm. Like I use the example of you having the equipment ready to do this podcast, um, you have to apply it. But when you, you have to, I don't know, man, that that comes down to self-assessment. So if I know who I am, what I'm about, where I'm going, when I'm studying people, I'm looking for bits and pieces that I can take and implement into my own life to make me better at my craft or better Mm -hmm. at whatever it is I'm trying to do. So that's a great point you bring up because it really doesn't do any good to study people if you haven't done the work to examine yourself and figure out who you are and what you want, either like short-term or long-term. Obviously, the farther out you can project, the better. But if you're able to assess and know where you're going, it makes it more valuable when you're studying people because you know what you're looking for and what's meaningful to you you'll just know it'll just resonate you know what I'm saying if that okay. answers your question I know I'm like no 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 this <laughs> <that, that, laughs> it answers
1: my question I hope uh, to anybody listening that also answers their right, right. You know, it's clear to them as well so my next thing my last thing will be just how can somebody support you today
0: man I would say um, check out the podcast Thrive After Sports mm-hmm. it's available on all podcast platforms um, visit the website grab a book you know the biggest way you can support me is by sending more athletes my way um, who need help. So it's not even necessarily like, you know, buy a book. Um, the podcast is free, right? I'm, I send free books out all the time. I've been giving out free books all weekend. So at the end of the day, the best way is to just kind of plug athletes who may be struggling into what I'm doing and let them know that there are a bunch of resources out there for athletes who need help. And um, yeah, man, I'm I'm here to support. So. That's, that's my life's work. That's my life's calling that I feel really um, passionate about. So send athletes my way. I'm happy to help them. I love it. I
1: love it. We're definitely going to have to do another podcast where Steve. we, like, really sit down and go deep into it because he, this, was, this was spontaneous. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. I
0: love that you did this, though, bro. I love that you did I this. I told you,
1: when I, y'all, when I was setting up the camera and in the, in the microphone, I, I told him, I was like, I don't know what we're we about to talk about. <laughs> I didn't have not one of these questions planned out. None of none of it. But I hope you guys, uh, you know, enjoy this episode, picked up some gems. Make sure you run it back, take some notes. Again, I am Phenom. I'm your host of this podcast. If you enjoyed it, please send this out to a couple people, at least three people, three athletes that you know. A lot of us do know athletes. So send it to three athletes that you know, and I will catch you guys on the very next episode. In outro. Let's go.